Hi, it's Ed Peters from Reeds Weybridge Rugby Football Club. You're listening to Surrey Sports Night on Brooklyn's Radio. You are indeed listening to Surrey Sports Night here on Brooklyn's Radio. And I'm pleased to say tonight we are being joined by Emily Rusco, our rugby correspondent, who's going to discuss the Lions test as they have picked their starting 15 for the first test in Brisbane on Saturday. Emily, how are you? Hiya, I'm good, thanks. Okay, so what do you make of the team for the first test? Um, I think it's a pretty strong team. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I think that they've brought on the right combination of hooker um, for um, both on on the starting and on the bench um, after Rory Best's awful performance. Yes, that's uh, uh, Tom, Tom Youngs is going to start and Richard Hibbard is going to be the impact player from the bench. Yes, um, and I think that's a good choice. Both their lineups have been uh, still iffy, but not nearly as bad as Rory Best has been. It's just been firing completely off target um, every time he's played. So they are choosing that because that is a real weak point for us at the moment. I think that is one of our key weak points, really, and we're not going to get away with it um, against Australia. So they need to um, strengthen that up as quickly as possible. Um, I think that having George North fit and okay to play is a really big boost to us as well. There were um, worries about him uh, having picked up injuries and things, but... He's been assessed and he's definitely in the team. So that's good because he makes so much ground for us. He's so powerful down the wing and hooks up with everyone really well. Um, so I'm really glad that he's in it. And what do you um, make of them, them picking the other monster, Alex Cuthbert, on the opposite wing? Do you think that's a good idea or would you prefer to see Maitland or even possibly, I think, Simon Zebo uh, come in on I, the other wing? I think that the, especially the first test is going to be fairly physical. I think both teams are going to want to make a big impact and sort of scare the opposition in terms of how brutal they can be and how physical they can be. So I think we need those those two powerful wingers that are really going to push forward and not be troubled by that. I think Zebo, mm-hmm. for me, Zebo also has that problem of he's not quite experienced enough. I think that at times he gets a little bit scared, hangs back a bit. Um, he, he did play well, but I think that there are still uh, things that he needs to go into as a player. Um, and I think that putting him into the first test probably wouldn't be the best option as a starter, at least, anyway. And so uh, in in the rest of the pack, the, the big bolter selection that everyone sort of remarked at over the uh, over the day has been Alex Corbusiero, the prop starting uh, in place of Mako Vinopola. It's sort of in two minds. Is this a good one, or, or is this a, a Gatland-inspired call again? Um, I think... Basically, what they were saying about his choice was that they feel that his scrummaging technique is better than Mako's. Um, Mako is obviously very good at the rocks. He really puts his uh, work effort rate in really high when it comes to open play, making sure that that ball is always coming back. But when it comes to scrum time, sometimes he gets penalties against him um, and people just overwhelm him a little bit. Um, so I think they feel that with set pieces going to be like a key part of the game there will be a lot of scrums, there will be a lot of lineups, and they need to make sure that those things are solid before they can push on to having good open play because at the end of the day most of the game is going to be spent in those sort of situations and they need to make sure that those are locked down before they can think about pushing forward, going for the tries and things like that And I suppose having a player who is so good in the loose to come off the bench is sort of the yeah. ideal situation that if they are on top then they can exploit that yeah, point. you can't really you can't really complain if you've got uh, Alex Corbuzier on and Mako waiting to come off the bench. I mean, you're in a perfect position, really. Um, so they they should be fairly happy. I don't think that 
anyone should be complaining too much about that situation. Either way, um, they've got a great person to come on as a replacement, so it's fine. It's been a big year for Corbusier, obviously not originally in the uh, original touring party, and also left out of the England squad uh, in the autumn, uh, was in and out of the side, and uh, says that the reason his change in form and general thing is due to him cutting out uh, wheat completely from his diet. Mm. It is funny how um, some players find certain things just do it for them. Um, he, I, I think that he has really developed as a player. Um, I don't think it's purely down to cutting wheat out of his diet. I think that generally um, he's grown up a lot as a player. He's come into his own, um, which I think happens with a lot of players. They hit a certain stage and all of a sudden they just go up a gear, um, which is exactly what he needed to do. And yeah, he has been really impressed, impressive recently and completely earned his place to come in um, on the squad as a replacement, as an in- injury. So, um, yeah, I, I was very happy to see him called up. There have been a few other replacements uh, as injuries that have been a bit iffy. Um, so it was good that when it came to scrub time, they weren't mucking about and they got the best person in to do the job. Yeah, I mean, calling uh, Brad Barrett off a holiday in Las Vegas and uh, Shane Williams off a beach in Japan, a little yeah. bit odd one for Tuesday's uh, game, even though that was really a placeholder. Yeah, I think Shane, Shane Williams, I think every uh, retired rugby player was looking at their phone desperately hoping that Warren Gatlin was going to call them as well. It was just a bit bizarre. It was like, well, he's been playing over in Japan for the last couple of years. He's been retired from rugby for ages internationally. Um, but, you know, it'll be fine. We'll just put him on. Um, we'll call up Gareth fair, Thomas next. Yeah, it, to be fair, he um, he did play OK. Um, I don't think that his performance stood out particularly badly against any of the others. But maybe that's because the whole game was so poor in general. I'm not entirely sure. Um, it was an awful game against Brumbies. And I, I think as much as people are saying, well, it was like a sort of second string team. No one was expecting it to be brilliant. At the same time, they are the, they are the elite of um, British and Irish players. They, they, are, they, are the, they are the top 30, if you like. players in the whole of the Northern Hemisphere, really. I mean, obviously, within that, you're going to have a range of how people play and who works well together. But at the same time, if you're in the top 30, 30, 35 players of of British and Irish players in general, you should be able to go out there and make a good fist of the game. And it was just, everything was wrong. I think the only thing that was good was our scrum, really. Um, Everything else just didn't work at all. Um, The line-out being the most worrying part of it, so... I really hope that we do go out there because we've put out of such a strong team. I think it shows that that was a bit of a muck-around game where people were thinking, well, we'll just give them a chance and see what happens. But I think Gatland already had in his mind who his starting uh, 15 were and who his replacements were going to be for this game. Um, and he was just wor- wondering about the others, just making sure and checking that they weren't really up to scratch for the test. Um, and I think he was proved right, <laughs> really. And the midfield looking strong, although the uh, injury to Jamie Roberts probably denying the first choice centre pairing of O'Driscoll and uh, Roberts, O'Driscoll and Davies doesn't look a, a bad pair either. No, I'd actually say that um, Davies plays really well um, throughout um, this coming um, these upcoming games with clubs and things, and I've been really impressed by him. I actually quite liked the pairing of um, him and Roberts um, when Roberts got injured. They were playing together. And um, I thought that they worked really well together, really powerful combination. Obviously, Brian O'Driscoll is amazing as well. He's, he's not bad. Really, he's, 
He's always everywhere. He's everywhere, really, isn't he? He's just there waiting for the ball wherever you take it, and he's always in the right place at the right time. So he's a handy guy to have around. So I, I think that, yeah, it's not our first-choice pairing, but I don't think we're doing anything bad by putting those two together. I think that they'll work well as a combination. Um, they're, they're playing styles to each other quite well, I think, so it should be OK. And then obviously you've got the half combination of Sexton and Phillips, probably the first choice from pretty much the beginning of the tour and that looking pretty set on, um, as well as the uh, line-out combination looking pretty good as well. You've got Wynne Jones, O'Connell and then the back row looking absolutely fearsome. Tom Croft, Sam Warburton and Jamie Heaslip in that back row. Yeah, I mean, Alan Wynne Jones has just been phenomenal um, throughout. He Every time he comes on, he makes such a big impact. Um, at the Rucks, I've never seen someone so aggressively going for the ball. <laughs> he just rips it out of people's hands and is so keen to make sure that they get that turnover ball when they can. And he creates so many tries off of that, just being able to break up play, cause the opposition problems. And then, yeah, the line-out, he's such a solid player. If, he, if you're throwing to him, you know he's going to do well, catch it, make sure that there's a good feed from his catch. So I think that he is one of the key players for making sure that that line-out stays solid and that we have um, good ball coming off of it instead of slow ball. And the Australians have named their team, starting with uh, Beric Barnes at fullback, and uh, Debrison Israel fell out on the wing, which is an interesting choice. Yeah, um, he has been playing um, kind of... Mm, he, he has been good, but he has a couple of problems every now and then, especially with discipline. Um, and on the wing, he... He is one of those players where he'll, you won't hear anything of him for most of the game. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he'll come through and just absolutely blitz everyone. Uh, again, he they're going for power as well. They know that they need to go up against Cuthbert. Um, so, and um, obviously North, so there's a real problem there uh, in terms of getting past them. So they, they've gone for power as well. I think Beric Barnes um, is... Again, I hope that he is leaving the kicking to James O'Connor because Barnes, he has moments of brilliance and then moments of madness. So, from the Australian point of view, I think that James O'Connor, who has just come back from injury, um, so is lucky to be in the squad. They were really worried that he wasn't going to make it to the first test. But um, I think that he, if he's doing the kicking, they should be fairly solid. Um, I think that the match is going to be pretty tight and may well be won on penalties and things like that so discipline for both teams is really key um, I think that having Israel Flau and Digby Ioni um, on the wings is going to make a big difference um, I think that if they'd gone for um, players that they, they expect them to take high ball all the time and not really run with it I don't think that would have worked for them very, very well obviously their kicking game is going to be key for them anyway but um, they have chosen wingers that are willing to run with the ball um, and really cause some sort of upset to uh, the defence. So I think that, again, it, it's going to be one of those games where it's all about uh, silly mistakes and handling and things like that. So it should be interesting to watch. There we go. So that is the first test. Are you excited? Because I am. I'm really excited for this first test. It, it's good to get down to business after all this build-up. Um, all, all the games where you... You sort of watch them beat people 67, <laughs> 17 and things like that. Uh, it's nice to finally see a, a proper battle going on. Yep, so it's the first test starting. Is it 10.30 again, our time? Uh, I believe it is, yeah. Um, 
o'clock. Eleven o'clock. Yeah, there we 11. go. So that's the first test this Saturday down in Brisbane. And, of course, you can watch it on a variety of media outlets. Emily, thank you very much. We'll be speaking to you, of course, in Brooklyn Sport on Saturday afternoon where we can discuss all about the beautiful Lions victory. I'll speak to you then. Thank you very much to Emily Rusko there for speaking to us all about the Lions test and the first Lions test this Thursday. Brooklyn's Radio.